This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in the day? Which, by the way, is quite laughable because me and Jenny were just talking about how we don't have a spare minute, let alone hour at the moment. But we need to make time for it. We need yeah. the, we need that space to do something right. I think, or just have a moment. I, I like to think I'd go for a run. I'd do some yoga. But I think I might just sit in a chair and stare blankly <laughs> at a wall. <laughs> That's the reality, isn't it? You get a bit of time and you think, all the things I could do, but no, I'll sit and watch mind-numbing television, which doesn't actually serve you in any way. And it would be time better spent um, talking to a therapist. I do therapy. I'm very open about it. And it's changed my entire life. When you're really busy, when you're trying to get your thoughts in order and organise your brain and, and look after your mental health, as a busy mum, it's totally impossible. But when you have a conversation with uh, a trained expert therapist and they give you tools that you need, it just makes it so much easier. And you know what? As a parent, you feel looked after, which is a rarity these days. Absolutely. What, you mean it's more beneficial than watching the Kardashians or something, Jenny? Yeah. I I'm yes that I am saying I'm yep. shocked. Uh, we know that therapy can be quite daunting. So if you are thinking of it of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, which is what we need, flexible and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to, questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over 1000 therapists as well in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash two new mums. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash two, two W-O, new mums. I love this is about the first time, Jenny, we've both been sat here with good lighting and in makeup because we just had a very exciting guest who's going to be on next week's podcast. But don't go anywhere because we've got a whole episode for you today. have eyelashes today and a, a bit of a complexion and you know brushed hair how remarkable you have quite a new fringe I'm big on the fringe I feel like you've just like Thanks. subtly got these bangs going yeah do you know what I, I got a fringe cut in and I thought I'm gonna part it and have it like to the side but now I'm like no I might full fringe it I quite I quite like it and also oh. as I'm getting wrinklier the fringe oh. covers a multitude of sins <laughs> that's genius <laughs> Well done. Yes. I was actually, I was watching randomly, it was One Tree Hill on yesterday. And you know, like when you watch it now and the mums in it have got, I was like, why have they got such mum haircuts? Because actually they're probably <laughs> about my age now because, mm. you know, they're actresses anyway. But they give them such mum haircuts. I'm like, why do mums always cut their hair? But I do kind of get it now because, um, because they just grab your hair. Like they're so yeah. grabby with your hair. That is why you get a mum cut. Um, Gosh, they're so grabby, those grabby little hands. Oh, Bear is a biter. And I'm having to say to him, stop, because you're not going to be popular in nursery when whenever he ends up going. Because it hurts. He'll yeah. bite your thigh. And you want to go, oh, you little, but you can't. Because he doesn't know. And he's just exploring with his little taggies. Yeah, but it not, hurts. She's not even got her tags yet. And like I say, I'm dreading that. And, How's uh, that going? Because she is teething, isn't she? Uh, it, it's like she's been teething for about four months. 
Oh. Um, but with no sign of a tooth. I really feel for it. Sad. And I, so I've been really worried actually about the amount of cow pol I've been giving her an ambersol. So I've cut it back because I just don't want to be giving her that every day. And I read on cow pol, it said, don't take three, more than three days in a row. And I was like, oh shit, it's been about three months in a row. Um, so uh, yeah, no, not every day, but uh, you know, quite a lot. But she's in pain and it's yeah. really sad. And I know, I don't know what else to do. So um, yeah, I've really limited that, but it's, yeah, I've, I've just been getting all the things in the freezer and all sorts you know but it's it's um, so hard with brutal. medicating them isn't it because you just don't want to and no. a friend of mine though this might make you feel better you know when they're younger they have like is it 2.5 mil of calpol and then they get past six yes. months and it goes to five mil i think that's what it says on the packet yeah uh, she didn't realize and from birth she was doing five mil. <laughs> really Hilarious. yeah and do you know when bear had his operation he was four months and they said to us I'm sure we were giving him like six mil or something uh, the hospital said whack it up because he needs ultimate pain relief and he had something else on top of that so it's it's really tough but I guess you know we'd have pain meds if we I were know. in pain yeah it just feels wrong doesn't it and um, by the way the guest we've got a very exciting guest yes uh, a big deal I mean an actual national treasure is coming yeah. on, it's fair to say that, isn't it? On yeah. next week's episode about weaning. And I, I promise you, because we had so many questions on this, it's the most comprehensive guide, everything you need to know about weaning all in one episode. Um, it's very, yeah, it's exciting. So, And the way sure they you- discuss it, just makes you feel relaxed and it's such a positive approach to it um it's it's who i've leaned on throughout this whole journey so i'm so clue there oh bit of a clue there i think who could it be so it's um it's great to have them on the podcast it's gonna be amazing to hear that yes it is indeed um welcome to to new new mums if you just joined us can i just say a massive thank you and i know we always wear on about this but so um, the cot, Eden in the cot update, I basically had, it's so random. I've had like, like last night, it's hard for me to be negative about it because last night she was brilliant. She went straight down in the cot, settled her a couple of times and it was fine. Right. And then there was a couple of nights over the weekend that were absolute hell on earth. And it it's a weird thing, like sort of getting her down in the cot and this, I, I don't know, I wouldn't even call it sleep training because I wouldn't even go that far, but it mm. really gets me down like really floors me and makes me depressed and I don't understand why I don't know if it's because I feel like I'm failing or if it's because I'm I've got I'm very impatient so I get really frustrated when something's not working but I know I'm not I know I'm not trying super hard at it because well part of me doesn't know what I'm doing but also I don't that so there's like a kind of a method a friend was telling me about which is I can't do the crying out. I'm not interested in that. It's not for me. Um, no. But it's like a cuddle and calm where you you basically put them down in the cot to get her used to it. You walk out the room for 10 seconds. You wait till she cries. You go in, you, you pick her up. It's obviously going to take a long time. It's more to sort of just get her used to you're in here. And anyway, and it was just really hard. And um, even that, you know, Kenny came up to help. We ended up having an argument because I thought he left us just a little bit too long crying. It's just like, I hated it. And then yeah. weirdly, like the last couple of nights, she's sort of gone straight down in it. And it's just such a battle. Um, yeah. And so I went on Instagram over the weekend because I just felt like I needed, I don't know, I needed to vent really. And yeah. the messages I got just sorted me out within an hour. It was just... And it was nothing people going, you need to be doing this. You need to be putting her down drowsy or you need, none of it. 
was kind of annoying tips if I'm being honest it was all just like don't worry take the pressure off forget tonight or just people's stories of my kids still waking four times a night I was up twice last night with my two-year-old it was just it was just that kind of you're doing a good job you're okay just take her to bed with you whatever works for you and that's all I needed to hear and it's weird it's just sometimes you just need someone to go just don't worry it's gonna be fine you're doing yeah. a good job. You know, like you said last week, you just want to... And, and, and that's all I got from our Instagram community. So thank you so much. Um, you know, your messages really make a big difference. And I make a, a, a real effort to try and chat to everyone and get back to everyone. But just in case there's anyone I missed, like it, I, they do not go unread. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it like properly sorted me out. It's so nice because they're right. That's That's the best thing you can hear. I think you are... You're not failing. Gosh, you're not failing. You're doing everything you can. As long as your baby is warm, safe, fed. What Loved. what more can yeah. you do? Loved. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're comfortable. They're in their lovely bed that you've provided for them. They, they may sleep. They may not sleep. And every child is different. We have nights where we sleep and we don't sleep. It's just human. So um, they're so reassuring. And it's so it's a bit skank, isn't it, on everyone else? But it's so nice to hear other people are going through it. Yeah. Because you're like, ah, great. Okay. Well, that's it. You you feel like, you know, I'll say to Kenny, but other people's kids sleep. And he's like, no, they don't. He said, you "You know, loads of people's kids who don't sleep. And it's not, he said, it's not even that she doesn't sleep. She does. You know, Mm. you kind of go... Well, I woke up a couple of times in the night last night and then someone will go, well, I was up every hour with my kid last night. And you go, okay. You know, it's all sort of putting it in perspective. Everyone has a rough ride at some point. Like it's all different. But um, yeah, I I think it's it's been really interesting and then I went through this whole because I was like well I what I what I have learned about is their sleep cycles is you know after like 45 minutes she generally tends to wake and needs a quick settle and that's she can't self-settle yet right yeah. and I appreciate that's that's something which would be a, a handy thing to master Mm-hmm. But then I had I said to Kenny and I was talking about how we do it and we were, there's this this method we were trying and stuff. And I just had this train of thought that I said to him, look, and you're going to think this is possibly quite ridiculous. I said, the reality is with Eden, for me, in the daytime, she is just such a delight. She's a really happy child and I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for that. She seems really happy, really lovely. She didn't touch wood, you know, she doesn't really cry unless there's a real problem. Like she's she's good fun. And I'm worried that we do any kind of sleep training or anything where we leave her and she's suddenly really upset mm. that she's suddenly going to be grumpy. It might affect her mood and she might be pissed off with me, basically. Yeah. I, I was really worried. And he said, if you, he said, well, listen, do you think you're never going to disappoint her? At some point in her life, she, and I'm oh. not saying we go ahead with any kind of sleep training, but he was like, you've got to get that out of your head a bit because at some point she's going to be upset by things. You're going to have to say no to things she wants. And that sort of dawned on me a bit. And I was like, oh yeah. Because yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's sort of easy at the moment, isn't it? Like you'll take a toy off her and she doesn't really cry. She doesn't care. You should give her something else. You know, she's not, she's, you know, she'll have opinions about some things or she'll want to eat some things or whatever, but she's generally quite easy to manage. But there will be a time when that's going to change. And we are going to have to say no to her sticking her fingers in plug sockets and things like that. So, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Did you ever think that like, well, what if he gets angry with me? Like he's upset that I'm not 
I don't know, that he's not in the room with us or things like that, because that really, I don't know, troubled me. Yes, it's it's all I think about. And we should probably like earmark this episode because in a year when we're getting the back chat and we're having a daily mm. battle and stuff like we'll, we'll laugh at this that we thought we could just constantly keep them really happy and everything be perfect yeah but that that is that's all i think about he watches he's got this new favorite thing that he likes it's this green goblin that sings but there's one song that for some reason, when it comes on, he cries. It really upsets him. And it's such a sad, actual tear cry, which he never really does. And I forgot, and it was on the other day, and I heard him crying, and I was like, oh. no, 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 no. And I thought, I've done that. And it stuck with me all day. Again, it comes back to that guilt that we put on ourselves. But Kenny's absolutely right. Yeah. We, we can try and put out every single fire, but um, we also still have to parent, which is... No, yes. Do you know what I mean? And actually the no's and the yes and being a bit firm and being a bit tough um, mm. makes the child feel safer because they know who's in charge and ultimately does make them a happier baby. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I need to bear that in mind. I think I've got, you, you know, you kind of got to let go of, but she's my, she's going to be my best friend and she's yeah. going to love me the entire time. And the reality is she can get really pissed off with me when I say no to things or whatever. And you can't just give in to everything, can you? Which is, oh God. Yeah, like there's, there's gentle parenting and there's different extremes of that, isn't there, that I've been looking at. And I think sometimes... In my opinion, the the child still needs to know you're the parent and, and yeah. you make the... Because like I say, they need to know boundaries. They need to know that you're in charge, that you ultimately protect them and take care of them. And then they feel safe. They might not love it, but they feel safe. As long as you're um, affirming all their emotions and all, the, you know, doing all of that, I think um, you still need to be like, I'm... I take care of you. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes that's this. I keep seeing this gentle parenting thing. So is yeah. this is this basically going to be me? Just like, oh, no, you can have all the chocolate and any <laughs> toy you want as long as you're not upset till you're 18. What is gentle parenting? Is it j- basically just what you say? Is it just yeah, I think you're nice to lev- them? But surely yeah. you're nice to them before the term gentle parenting came along. Yeah, I think there's definitely different extremes of it. Um, and I sort of sit somewhere in the middle but um, it's, it's, you know, if the child won't do as they're told, it's, you know, understanding why they don't want to do it, listening to how they're feeling, like affirming their emotions and that sort of thing. But then some, some parents might then allow that to lead. So, you know, will you do it in your own time? But then some parents might still be like, but no, you do it now because I need you to do it now. It's, mm. it's just how far you want to go with the gentle parenting. But I definitely think it has its place in the way of... You know, we we let them talk through their emotions and understand them and hear them out rather than just there's nothing worse than feeling sad and someone making you feel silly for feeling sad. That's awful. Right. Okay. Understanding the emotion. It's a bit like um, when they have, you know, I've heard a lot about if they're having a meltdown and we're not at that point yet, but we will be with toddlers. That instead of sort of telling them off, like just hold them and hug them and like make them. I I don't know if this stuff works, but. I'm guessing this is something we've got to learn further down the line. Um, I've got another question about sleep, which I want to run past you, which, because I know you're in quite a good, would you say quite a good routine with Bear? Quite a good schedule? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's on and off, but yeah, he's been a good sleeper. He has since he was born, yeah. So here's the thing that I don't understand. So I've been looking at, um, like, tweaking things and looking at all sorts of of schedules and when should I be, 
you know, when do you have your first feed of the day, milk and all this kind of thing. And and the reality is, um, I will feed Eden. I mean, even if she wakes up at like six a.m., I'll feed her. So ideally, we get up at eight, right? I'm happy to get yeah. up at sort of eight a.m. All the schedules start at six a.m. Wake wake at six a.m. So then, but why is that? Because then they basically say get them ready for bed 5.36, which for me is actually too early as well because we, mm. we're either sometimes out or, I don't know, I'm quite happy to put her to bed mm-hmm. at sort of 7, 8 p.m. as opposed to 5 or 6. So does that mean schedule-wise I can push that schedule to 8? I mean, it's basically <laughs> what I do. But I just wonder, do you know, is there a reason why they're all starting at 6? Oh, why do gosh, they do that? It? I don't I, I don't know and I all I think is surely this has to be led by the baby and not all babies are the same not all babies are going to wake at six some are going to no. wake at four some are going to wake at eight not all babies are going to go to bed at six some are going to you know it's mm. I actually had um a schedule sent through from a friend who's just put her kid in nursery and this nursery wants all their kids to be on the same schedule so all the kids have to I don't, have to wake at the same time they have to have their snacks and food at the same time they have to nap at the same time and she's been told strict instructions from the head of the nursery you you have to get your son on this schedule if he's going to be in this nursery and so I sent it to another friend who works with kids and said is this normal because if I had to put Bear in nursery right now, he wouldn't fit this schedule at all. It was almost the polar opposite of what we do with Bear. Yeah. Um, and she said, no, the way we do it is every baby's different. You have to follow the baby. So That's, it's, yeah. I don't know, Amy, but I prefer the, the method that let the baby lead because that's all we've done. And Bear yeah. sleeps and naps and we can put him down and he t- doesn't really wake anymore. And all we've done is let him lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess maybe it's because if parents have been wanting to put the baby down at six, it makes sense that it starts. At- I don't know. I just wondered if there was like a reasoning behind it. But um... I don't, I don't, I'd love to know. <laughs> We're so clear. Yeah, we need to get more experts on this. Let's get some experts on this because this will be, or if you know, get in touch and tell us because it is quite it, yeah it is quite interesting but um yeah, yeah. every night's different for us at the moment but I, I do I have resound to the fact of I'll just try in the car every night I'll give it an hour and if it's a battle I'm just gonna put her in the bed because because life's too short and um, I'd say that's the right thing because that's your that's what you want to do and yeah. Eden's still very Eden is running okay I think you're doing fine <laughs> Yeah, so that's this week's development. Not content with having a trot around, she's like running across the room. I'm just like, are you are you actually kidding me? No, the walking Can't was weird, but the running is absurd. Why is yeah. she running? She's yeah, not what even are you doing? Nine months old. What are you doing, child? It is do you know it's got to a point where a few people have commented and I've actually started worrying, like, is she okay? Like what? <laughs> Like, what if she's got, I don't know, what if she's got something that's making it just like, I don't know, like you just start to worry, don't you, a bit, sort of. Yeah, it's great. She's obviously developing, but is it a bit too soon? You know, I don't think kids should be sprinting at eight and a half months. Um, it, so, the only thing it could be a sign of is something around excellence. It's it's just it's She's just amazing. too keen. She's, is yeah, but what if she's going to be that? What if she's going to be that? No, I've Googled it. What, uh. what if she's going to be... <laughs> What if she's going to be that really annoying kid in class that likes, I'm ready, I hand up. Like, 
don't be such a keno, Eden. Calm down. <laughs> she's um, gonna be such a keno, isn't she? Oh my gosh. Oh, unbelievable. She's just high achiever. That's awesome. Well, let's hope so. I mean, I feel like we're putting the pressure on right now, so she That's better true. deliver, otherwise I'll be livid. Um, <laughs> the other thing, I've got another question that I'm going to ask you, even though you're not remotely qualified. Why but... are you asking me? <laughs> Because I've just got a week of lots of questions and I didn't even think to get an expert on. I thought, oh, just ask Jenny. She'll know. Um, <laughs> just the blind leading the blind here. This this is going to be... I want. I just want to put this out there. So, because I'm still breastfeeding, I've not, had my, um, I've not had my periods back, which is brilliant. I forgot about them. But <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, right? The last, I don't know if it's combined with sort of trying to get Eden down in a cot and getting annoyed about that, but I've felt a bit narky over the last four days and I've had horrendous spots come up on my forehead, which um, yeah. I think is a very hormonally thing. So then I suddenly thought, what is going on with my body? Because at least when you have a cycle, you know where you stand. You know that mm. that week before everything's going to be awful and then suddenly it comes along and you feel great, you know. I knew where I stood with my cycle before and my hormones and my moods or whatever. Now, what's going on in there? If I'm not having a cycle, what's happening? So this is something, again, Jenny, not okay. a medical professional, but no. I would like to know, am I still having a sort of hormonal cycle, but without an actual, you know, period? period. Or um, like what's happening? Or is it just what? all is it just all health forever like you know free for all in there? I only from texting other people who have periods who've had babies. No yeah. professionals here. Oh. I think that's fairly normal. Yeah. I, oh, I've read that your periods can take like over a year to come back. Which I, yeah, oh, I'm in no rush for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all I'm all I'm wondering is just like, am I like I wonder what my body's doing? Like it's quite a mad thing to think. I don't know, like, because I'm obviously not ovulating, but I, every month I know mm. I could be because it could suddenly show up. So that's uh, course, why they... yeah, because... Yeah, because you're yeah. not releasing an egg, are you? So, like, are they just chilling out in there? Am I not releasing the normal <laughs> mad amount of hormones you get before you do on? Because I don't think I am. Do I, think, you... I think hormonally, generally, I've been, like, pretty good. It's all been quite right. level. It's all been pretty good. Um, See... I've been the opposite. My hormones now, when I get my period, it's way worse. So I read they can be heavier once you've had a baby and more severe. And I've definitely had that heavier, more painful. But then as that's kind of settled down, the level of hormones hasn't. So before we recorded this, I was on the phone to the doctor because I just had a period and I get the worst migraine. I've always had a headache with a period, but now it's at migraine level where I have to lay down in a dark room for sort of two days, which is impossible with a child. Yeah. So he's diagnosed it as migraines that's exactly what he said but it kind of goes all the way at the back of my head oh, it's God. horrific he's given me strong tablets for it um so i'm actually way more hormonal than before so oh it's something to look forward to for me when they yeah. come back. <laughs> God, they are just off and they come round for me so quickly yeah I swear it was like last week I was having one and then there's another. It's it's so difficult. Um, but everything is... I feel like when you've had a baby, you're like reacquainting yourself with your body, aren't you? And this yeah. is just another thing of it where you're sort of like, well, what's going on there now? Because I used to know how that worked, but how does it work now? I think my pelvis is in a different position. 
But actually, really? yeah, but actually not in a bad way. I think mm. it shifted it in quite a good way. I don't know. I just feel like, <laughs> so it aches and my hips still ache every day. I have like, this is another thing, a wild muscle pain, like never before and like really achy hip. I have to do a lot, I have to do a lot of stretching every day to get rid of it. Fine. And someone has said to me, Look, see what see where you are after a year because it might still just literally be a side that and and the relaxing from breastfeeding that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I do think I do think like I'd like to see an osteopath, and I've been to, mm-hmm. for like a woman's eminent. But I do feel like I don't know. It just feels in a slightly different position, but almost better. My body because my bum used to stick out so much, but I had like I've got like quite a curved spine at the bottom, and I feel like. I don't know. It might have shifted. I feel like my coccyx is in a different place. Do you know what I mean? Have you it noticed your coccyx? Has. No, where's that? Is that your bum? That's the bottom of your spine. So it's like the bony bit above your bum. Your coccyx is the oh. last bit. Are you touching it now? Yeah. Right. Um, I do think my bum's flatter. I don't think it sticks out. Like you say, I don't what? think it sticks out as much as it no. used to. No, well, I think my stomach's flatter than it used to be. It doesn't... Oh, fuck off. No one what? wants to hear that. No, sorry. No, but look, I want to give Mine some Mine isn't. <laughs> no, but I think my bum... That's what I mean. I think my pelvis is tilted a little bit. So Fantastic. my bum doesn't stick out a bit and my stomach's a little bit... <laughs> Oh, don't look. All right, the, my thighs are still a mess. Don't worry. Like, Shut up. it's not great. But can I take something from childbirth? I mean, the only dif- <laughs> the only different thing. I don't know how much we want to go into this, but um, intimacy. That's that's different. So, and that's not a good thing, which I need to mm-hmm. look into because I feel like I don't. That doesn't feel the same. Really. I feel like, I don't know where it's gone, if that may, um, no, it's there. I can't, yeah. it's hard for me. I don't like talking about stuff like that, but it's, it's, it's like, it's about two inches, two, two centimeters long. It's the opposite of what you think you'd be like after childbirth it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, so we, you had a natural birth and I had a C-section. So that's got to be two very different. Um, well, I think it yeah. Oh, okay. So yours all feels okay. Mine, it just feels like it's at a different angle. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I mean, I think everything shifted a bit. I think it probably has. Um, to, to Basically, you know- I've got a flat stomach, but I can't have sex again. Okay, so that's where we're at. And I don't know, yours- I think I'm going to take that as a win. <laughs> Never enjoy sex again, but I've got a flat stomach, so... You have to take all the positives you do. Sex is different after a C-section. For me, my scar's very raised uh, and it's really low down. It's fully in my like pubic area. Yeah. Um, but it's so raised that I can't have anything rubbing it. And obviously you need the rubbing for the loving. Oh. So that it, it's so different. It is so different and it's, it's wild. But just to let you know how much your body can change, my rib cage is way more open than it should be. It's like, I think your ribs should be a 90 degree angle and mine's 180 and you can feel it. And my bra straps don't go round. I've had to go up a whole size because uh, my ribs opened up. But you think how much your organs are moving and stuff. So yeah. I think definitely that pelvis has probably moved. You know your body yeah. if you think it has. But uh, it sounds like yours is a fantastic shift. So congratulations. Well, it's got positives and negatives, Jenny, like I say. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to be able to make a child again at this rate. Um, no. But, uh, <laughs> if I even wanted to do that. But no, it's, um, yeah, it's just very odd. But I think that is just what happens, isn't it? Your body goes through a lot. And uh, yeah, so pros and cons. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs>
start off this episode by um, talking about the amazing messages we get and how much they mean to you. And obviously in the last episode, I spoke about how I feel worried I'm not doing a good enough job and that people are judging me and that I'm just failing and that sort of thing. And your messages that we've received have been amazing. I'm sorry you feel the same way too, but it's that thing again, isn't it, where everyone seems to go through this and there's a comfort there. Um, Well, it helps because I think that's the thing, isn't it? You feel you're alone and then you realise, God, having a baby is such a... Everyone, not everyone does it, but it's been happening for millions of years and you sort of feel like, oh, is it just me that feels... No, most people are going through exactly the same thing because we're all just human beings. Yeah, it's so true. Um, And I've never had more people say to me, you're amazing, which I definitely have, you know, sought out people saying that to me, but I I will still take it and it's lovely and I've been saying it back and it just feels nice to just constantly tell people they're doing a good job. Um, Emma here says, not even finished your podcast, but had to message, sat in tears. Uh, Jenny, I'm the same. I've been working in childcare for 20 years, but feel every day I'm not doing enough for my own kids. Also, my husband always gets praised by mum for being fantastic and so fed up with the, he's so hands-on comments and the, oh, he picked her up from school <laughs> for you. Yeah. Isn't he good? What the fuck? Yeah, um, yeah that seems to be We had that thing, situation at the weekend again where we were at a family party and someone, Kenny was just literally holding Eden. Someone went, one of the mums, older mums went, oh, wow, she's, he's just, he's very good with Eden, isn't he? I'm like, he's just holding her. He's literally oh, just picked her up. What about me? Oh, um, do you know, Christian actually said he took um, Bear to the pharmacy the other day. And he said, oh, you've got to take Bear to the pharmacy. They love him in there. And I was like, I take Bear to the pharmacy all the time. They never make a fuss of him when I'm with him. It's you. They're fussing over you. You're, you're a dad with a kid. Yeah. It's um, like Kenny always jokes, you know, if we split up, it's like the perfect way to chat with women if you've got a, a kid oh, or, a bet or a dog. It's true. Um, did you just read this message? I might be going baby brain. Hi, Amy and Jenny. My baby is coming up to 10 months old. Your podcast has kept me sane throughout maternity leave. Listening to a new episode on a walk on Wednesday, it's the highlight of my week. Thank you. Um, we're not reading these out just to big us up. We're just reading these, well, a little bit. Um, we're just reading them because they do really like Jenny says they just help and um I feel like the amount of you I've been messaging on Instagram just like trying to get through it like Holly was saying I don't know if this will help or not but my eldest just wouldn't sleep on his own from birth he just wouldn't do it at night after much money spent on sleep consultants and many years from both him and me I finally came to the realization he just wants to be in with us whilst he sleeps then when my second was born he was two years two months literally from the night he came home from hospital my eldest just switched and sleeps in his own and now sleeps from half seven till 9 a.m if we let him. My advice, go with your gut, not what people think you should do. She's not going to sleep with you forever. You know, that was just one of the messages from Mm -hmm. you about like Eden sleep. And it's just so true, isn't it? And the amount of people who are like, look, some kids take to it really quickly, some don't. But it's like Eden's different every night with it. Um, You know, and then I have messages from people saying, well, my kid wakes up, like I say, like every hour, every four hours or whatever. And it's it's just... um, Someone pointed out to me like sleep is such a sensitive subject and it makes you feel, this is another message I'm reading, sleep is such a sensitive subject, it makes you feel even more shit when you know people whose babies just sleep and it doesn't seem fair. Um, Mm -hmm. But you're doing a great job and you're allowed to sulk every now and again. I think that's it as well. And it's, you know, we all have different battles, don't we? Whether it's sleep or feeding or um, crawling or whatever it is, like everyone's got things that, oh, are they doing that okay? And, you know... Um, 
yeah, you just got to make it through. They're just all different. But it's, you, just you, you have you to sh- remind yourself. Oh, you do. I Every day it's like, don't compare. You shouldn't be comparing, that sort of thing. And it's so much easier said than done, especially in a world of social media. Um, but if you're feeling, I just think if you're feeling heavy with social media and there's a lot of that, like some days I'll, I'll see people have done a million things with their kids and all I've done is, I think I'm just going to take them on a walk. You just got through <laughs> so, so the day. Yeah, but that's yeah, what they, that's they, they don't need to be doing all these things. But also, you know, on the one hand, social media is awful, but then all these messages are on Instagram and they like, you know, just share. This is why it is good to share when it's not going quite so right because yeah. there's a lot of people and I know some people get judgy, but well, I'm, we're not really experiencing that. And thank you for that because it is, um, we should, we'll sh- I reshare as many of the sort of messages you send as you yeah. allow me to, you know, I always check permission, but yeah, just so we all feel less alone. What I've learned, and I said this earlier on in the podcast, is it's also fine to say you're not happy. You, obviously, we're so grateful for our children, uh, but I definitely early on felt like I had to stay positive and it was like disrespect to bear if I said, oh, I'm struggling or I'm finding this hard. It's not personal to your kid. It's not at all. You're a human being who's running on empty. So you have to say it. And the second you say, this is shit. Today is shit. Weirdly, it just feels a bit better immediately if you've said that to somebody. Like I said, Amy, you're very good in the moment realizing your emotions and checking in with them. And I think I push them to the side. But I think you have to feel them. To the point, Jenny, sometimes I feel my emotions so much and I'm like, I need to talk to someone. I need to vent. And I put it on social media and then two hours later, I want to delete it because suddenly everything's fine. And then I'm like, oh, but I've had really good responses and, you know, maybe I should leave it up. And the next day you suddenly feel all right and you think, oh God, why have I overshared when I was in the middle of a sort of rage? But actually it's good to because yeah, it helps. But Mm -hmm. um, look, keep your support and your messages coming in because they help everyone. We are Two New Mums podcast on Instagram and next week I mean Jenny I think we can say who our guest is next week should we give a little oh, I, don't, sh- I don't know <laughs> oh do you think we should t- just make sure you wear it no you don't have to be wearing anything it's a podcast um, but a little clue is that <laughs> I knew what you were going to say there. what what was I going to say were you going to say Yeah. <laughs> oh god this is going to give it away were you going to say make sure you're wearing a PE kit no, I was going to, well, I was going to say make sure you're wearing your Lycra, but a PE kit does make a bit more sense. Get your plimmies on. Yeah, okay. Plimsaws at the ready. Although we're not, we're talking about weaning, so. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, actually don't need yeah. them whatsoever. Um, join Maybe us. bring a spoon. Yeah. So join us next week with <laughs> Joe Wicks, the body coach, who is, ah! sorry. I just did it for Jenny's reaction. (laughs) 